0: 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, ignition, liftoff. Welcome to The Shiv Show, where we are all about people getting to know people. We are here to humanise the individual behind their brand and share their story with the world, with of course, a few laughs in the mix. Now, it's time for your host, Australia's most Canadian podcaster, and just like the knife, Shiv Shivran.
1: Hola, team! Welcome to another episode of The Shift Show where we're all about people getting to know people. Now, in this episode, we get to meet Robin McGowan, one of the co founders of Institu. Institu is a men's clothing line where I actually get my tailor suits made, uh, which is why I look so damn fly all the damn time, right? Right? Anyone. <laughs> anyway, we get to hear about Robin's entrepreneurial story, some of the challenges that he faced while starting up his business, and a heap of other stories. Now, If you do want to get more information on Robin, you'll be able to find it on my blog at shivrad.com, S-H-I-V-R-A-D.com. Thank you. Please subscribe, review, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Peace. Thanks for joining another episode of The Shiv Show, everyone. Now, for those of you who do know me, know that I emphasize the importance of personal branding all the time. A big part of it is how you dress and present yourself, and I do that with the help of many people, which one of them is standing right next to me, Robin McGowan, the co-owner of Institu, a men's clothing line. Robin, welcome to The Shiv Show, my friend.
0: Thanks for having me, Shiv. Excited to be here.
1: Robin, I want you to think of this as The Robin Show. This show is all about people getting to know people. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about who you are?
0: All right, so yeah, um, I'm one of the co-founders of Institu, we're an e-commerce business that specializes in custom clothing for men. Yeah. We make custom shirts, custom suits. Um, We have, at the moment, uh, seven physical locations uh, spread across three countries, Australia, New Zealand, and the US. All right. Um, We started as an online business and we've morphed into a a full-scale omni-channel retail business. Um, I started the business about five years ago with my business partner, James. Mm-hmm. Uh, James and I were actually at school together, high school together, and then university together. And we both went off into kind of corporate careers after that. And then we were kind of playing around with some business ideas, this being the main one. And we decided that we'd pursue it. Yeah. And here I am today.
1: So what did you study in uh I actually
0: studied a property economics degree um, which was yeah I was always interested in in real estate and and property and I always wanted to know how to make money from property without actually working in it so I thought a degree in that would be useful but it was funny because my first job was working with one of the big commercial real estate groups um, CB Richard Ellis really big in the US and, and here as well and I was working in A retail division. So I was working under a director who was in charge of doing due diligence on shopping centers. So essentially looking at retail leases and, and, um, analyzing them and deciding whether they, the retailer was performing and whether the shopping center could be bought or sold. That gave me an, a a kind of early look at retail and the way kind of retail shops worked and, Mm I guess I started to pick up on inefficiencies with traditional retailers just then, and this was a pretty. This was my first job out of out of uh, uni or college, mm-hmm. um, and so I decided that I wanted to, after that, explore the other elements of retail, which at the time was, um, I guess, an emerging um, industry, which was e-commerce, and I, you know, wanted to find out how I could learn more about e-commerce and online retail. So I ended up taking a job at ebay in sydney just as a kind of uh part-time gig to find out more about uh how online retail was working in australia and i I worked internally there at Mm shopping.com which um i think is still around i'm not sure shopping.com shopping.com yeah so and really my goal there was to learn more about the online retail space Um, obviously i'd seen a lot of the physical retail space um working at CBRE. Um, and I wanted to learn as much as I could about online retail and online shopping and, mm-hmm. and where that was going um, in Australia. And that would have been probably in uh, 2009 or 10, maybe, I want to yeah. say.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, you worked for a pretty big company, eBay. So what made you want to move over to, the, I guess, the fashion industry? Because they're, they're a bit different, you know, mm-hmm. tech versus fashion. What made you want to move into the fashion?
0: Yeah, so... We never really considered ourselves to be moving into fashion, but now we do run a clothing brand, essentially, which does have you know, an element of fashion to it. Um, it was more a business idea that was started by um, the two of us. Um, as we moved into those corporate careers, um, James and I both you know, started to talk about the fact that we had to go and build up these corporate wardrobes we had to go buy suits and shirts for work, and you know it was very costly. And you want to look good, but it was expensive. Yep. And you know, being in Australia, we'd been to Thailand a few times, and a lot of our friends had and seen the kind of uh, quality you could get from parts of Asia um, at, at, at the same time at a very affordable price. So we thought, you know what? Why don't we um, build a website that lets guys like us, who are you know starting cor- corporate careers. Mm-hmm. Um, easily order a shirt or a suit from from overseas and the order will go straight to the manufacturer they'll make it and send it back it'll be fully automated and it'll be a business that we can just set up and it'll run itself yeah you know we won't have to do anything we quick, quickly realized that there was one, a lot one can more only to hope it. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we quickly realized there was a lot more to it than that and you know we then soon after realized that Thailand was not the best place to look for suits it's yeah. a great place if you want to have a suit A really really probably bad suit made in two days um (laughs) but when it comes to um scaling a business and you know technology and infrastructure Mm -hmm. you've got to look elsewhere um and so we really looked forward um, when we started the business that okay this isn't going to be just some kind of idea that we run on the side it was going to be a full-time commitment um and so that's when i left my role um at work, and then James followed me soon. Soon after, James had a much better job, actually. So it was a lot harder for him to come across. He was working yeah. at Macquarie Bank. Okay. Um, but again, yeah, it was it was created out of uh, a necessity that James and I both had for um, yeah good quality clothing, and we couldn't find it. Yeah. Um, and then we were actually started it at a time which was uh, pretty great for us because a lot of our friends um, who we were at uni with were off getting jobs, and we told them all, hey you know, we'll give you guys, um, cost price suits, just let us test, um, with this new manufacturer. And we'd use those orders as sample orders. Okay. Um, and all, all the guys were happy cause they were getting like really high quality stuff for like for, for cheap nothing. price. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was kind of cool in the early days. Um, nice. but yeah, fashion brand, um, was not something we set out to create and I never wanted, I never saw myself getting into fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that kind of e-commerce and online retail was changing and I wanted to be part of that Um, and I thought you know an industry where you know is always going to be around is suits and shirts as far as I can see you know you and I both sitting here in in suits and shirts Um, even though from a statue yeah excellent (laughs) Um, you know even though workplace culture is changing and people are getting more casual there's always going to be a need to for a guy to have a suit at some point or a tuxedo at some point exactly I just think it's always there Yeah. yeah yeah good hey where is James right now by the way James is gallivanting around Europe. I think he's in Switzerland. Not a lucky guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm talking to him regularly. He's taking Good. some time off, and then he's off to the US. He's heading to New York. He's going to be working um, out of our New York office uh, for the month of August. Mm-hmm. So yeah, lucky guy, man. Yeah, you're here, you're here stuck doing all the work. <laughs> Look, we um we share we share that. I went away last year, so, so
1: There it is yeah. teamwork. Hey, and you know, I want I want to go back to your your childhood. And there's a method behind my madness, but uh, yeah, tell me a little bit about your childhood and your upbringing.
0: Sure. So I'm—I was born in Sydney. Um, I—I've got an um, Australian mum. My dad's actually Scottish. Okay. Um, so when I was younger, we actually spent a lot of time living in Europe. Okay. I'll stop and we'll turn around. Sure. A lot of time living in Europe. Uh, so I was um, fortunate enough to live in Italy and France. Um, spent some time in Ireland. My sisters were actually born in in Ireland as well. Um, but my dad was actually an entrepreneur himself, and he um, had a very successful business um, when I was growing up, and based out of Europe and, and the US. Um, and I don't I don't know if that influenced me directly but i think it had some impact on me which was to um i guess come up with creative ideas um always write them down that's Mm -hmm. something my dad did a lot of um i know richard branson's a big believer in just writing all your ideas down at any time um that's something i probably picked up on um writing a lot of notes so i always remember my dad writing a lot of notes just on paper um which i do a lot of as well um so yeah then came back to australia um spent uh yeah junior school high school in Sydney Um, and then yeah went to went to uni after that did a bit of traveling in between but then I met James in first year of high school he was actually in the same we call them house houses so he was in the same house in the same locker room as me and we kind of had a few Oh. I want to say businesses, probably more like schemes at yeah. school. Yeah. Especially in high school. <laughs> yeah, 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 high school. Like you're always thinking about how you can make a buck or what you can do differently. But we were always experimenting with business ideas. So I think the two of us were always interested in in, in starting something and we kind of worked well together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I see myself more as a creative type. James is definitely more um, more business-minded. Mm-hmm. Um in that he's a very good negotiator, yeah. et cetera. But we both gel really well together. Good. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a little bit about how James and I met and and, and my upbringing. Um, you know, I always wanted to be or I always thought myself to myself that I'd like to be an engineer. And I don't know the first thing about engineering, but growing up, I love to um, dismantle any kind of electronics, just anything like remote controls, TVs, radios, whatever it was. If they were broken, I liked taking them apart, looking at how they worked. Couldn't really put them back together again, which is probably where (laughs) an engineering degree would come in handy. But, um, you know, thinking back at stuff like that, I guess that makes me think maybe I was interested in in building things and and finding out how things worked. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. You're technically building an empire right now yeah well trying to um well i don't know we said set not setting out to build an empire but you know growth growth happens um in different ways and you know we like to be wherever our customers want us to be yeah. whether that's with a new store or whether that's um giving them a new mobile app um yeah that's what we're about yeah.
1: and you will you mentioned you have seven locations across three different countries that's growth right so where do you where do you see yourself going
0: yeah, so I mean, in the early days, our focus was always uh, Australia. We wanted to be, you know, a domestic kind of household brand when it comes to suiting and shirting, um, and that's still our goal. Our goal is to um, be in all the major capital cities. We're pretty much there now in Australia, mm-hmm. um, but again, we don't want to. We don't want to be one of those brands that overexpands, and you know, we've just seen yeah. the collapse of, you know, in Australia. Rosenbeckett, Herringbone, yeah, um, exactly. Topshop you know these are kind of old legacy retail brands that tried to expand too quickly and mm-hmm. just didn't think about um, their growth plans properly and that's something that we try and do um, a lot of them we're very mindful with with locations of our showrooms you know all our locations are set up in areas that are convenient for the customer mm-hmm. you know someone once told me that you go to where your customers are and to us you know in New York, we didn't want to set up in Soho because, to me, that's where a lot of guys go shopping on the weekend when they're not thinking about work and when yep. they want to pick up some casual stuff. But for us, we set up in Flatiron because that's where most people work and they can pop in at lunch or they can pop in off to work.
1: Exactly. Hey, so the reason I was asking the family question is because I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk about the the importance of entrepreneurship. And you you did mention your dad was an entrepreneur, which is which is great. Now. Do you think you actually absorb that from your dad or do you, do you think you're born with it really? Do you think you're born with an entrepreneurial mind?
0: Look, I think it depends. I think everyone, um, I think everyone is creative in their own way. Um, because I was thinking the other day about what it means to be an entrepreneur and there is an element of creativity because with any idea you need creativity. And if you look at any business, it's come down to whoever's thought of that idea, um, it's come down to them being creative and thinking about how can I do this? I did better, or how can I set up a whole new kind of concept? Um, and I think for me, I, I definitely think there was some element of being influenced by my dad. But in saying that, you know, having a dad who was an entrepreneur, I saw good times and bad times yeah. as well. And I think a lot of people, um, ignore, um, you know, the tough times of being an entrepreneur. Um, so while I was at school, you know, I went to a um, quite a good school in, in, in Sydney on the North Shore. You know, there was always a focus on your corporate career after after uni. You know, you went to a good school. You should go and work for a bank or lawyer, etc. that whole story. Yeah. So, to me, that was a very easy and safe and secure path to go mm-hmm. down. Um, and that was the way it was portrayed. Um, and, you know, an entrepreneur can be risky. Uh, entrepreneurship can be risky. Um, but then the more I thought about it, I thought that, getting a job can be just as risky after seeing GFC because you could lose it who knows what can happen exactly Um, so yeah I think to me I don't know if I was born with entrepreneurship I don't know if James was um, but I think um, definitely grows on you and you know James and I when we started the business told each other what have we got to lose here by setting up this business we were both young we didn't have kids we didn't have mortgages mm-hmm. um we didn't have family so we're like what's the worst that, that can happen here yeah, n- now it's time yeah exactly yeah. yeah and i think everyone's probably got that in in inside themselves somewhere but it's just whether you can really take it and move forward with it so how do you think how can people do that
1: how can people dig down and unleash that inner entrepreneur
0: yeah so i mean it can really come down to anything in day-to-day life um To me, when I think of a new idea or a new concept, I always like to write it down, as I said, but then I'll always think about it for a few days because sometimes you can get really caught up in an idea and think it's great and move forward and then slowly realize, oh my God, this is not what I wanted or this is not what I envisioned and I've wasted a lot of time. So um, I think, yeah, just little things, maybe writing down concepts, ideas, if you're working somewhere else. You know, we were talking before Shiv about um, coming up with new initiatives at work and pitching that to, you know, execs or your boss. Yep. Um, that's all part of it because that's building something that's different, um, innovating. That's, yeah, innovating Innovative. and owning a project, which Big I think is definitely and, important. And I
1: think it's, I think a lot of it boils down to the courage to do it, which yep. sometimes people say sounds bad, but you just got to find it. Everybody has courage. You just gotta, you just gotta dig deep and find it within yourself.
0: Courage is a big part, yeah. And um, I would say that, you know, for me, having a co-founder like James was was really helpful mm-hmm. um, because, look, I'm sure going at something like this alone would be quite daunting and having a co-founder really helps as well as, you know, talking to your mentors and, um, you know, just asking for genuine advice all the time. I think there's no, there's no harm in asking. So ask someone, you know, honestly, what do you think about this idea? Um, would you use it? I mean, that's kind of what we were doing with our... Our friends, when we were starting, were saying, you know, we can give you these um, this cheap sample suit. Yeah. Um, but them, them saying, yeah, like, I need a suit for work. I'll buy one. And them keeping it made us think, well, hang on. If they're keeping this, then there's obviously a business here. Exactly. Um, yeah, so asking, definitely having the courage, and yeah, not being afraid to take that first step. Don't be afraid to take the challenge.
1: Yeah. Hey, so we, we talked about James a bit. Now, how important is it to have different traits than your business partner? and and maybe you can talk about how you differ from James. And I know you said James is more of the business side, you're more of the creative side. Yep. But can you just go a little bit deeper on that?
0: Sure. So, well, to me, it's kind of like um, in Transformers when all the Transformers joined together and created this one super transformer. And that's kind of what a team... (laughs) That's probably the best example (laughs) I've ever heard, by the way. Um, But yeah, that's kind of the way, you know, a normal team would work um, and each team adding their different skill sets. Um, But yeah, with with uh, James and myself and, you know, having a co-founder, you kind of slowly start to realize where one, where one's skills lie and, and where one is better than the other. That's not to say that they'll always take on the task, but they'll always be, you know, asking um, uh, their co-founder, you know, is this the right decision? And I think it just gives you that extra level of, of, of safety um, because, you know, when you're on your own, your decision is the only decision um, and then whatever c- comes after that, who knows? So, um, yeah, James and I kind of, as the business grew, realised what what we like doing and what we're better at doing than others. But there'll always be crossover on on certain tasks and projects. And you know, now we've gotten to the stage where, you know, we've we've got close to fifty staff, where we have really good um, senior managers as well and team leaders who can who can help us in areas that we still aren't very good at. Yeah. Um, which I think is important. So now I I consider the business as being, you know, a big A big team of many co-founders not just James and myself because you know a lot of our staff have been here since the early day one yeah Yeah, which is really cool Um, so yeah that's
1: neat That's very very neat now in in terms of leadership I think that a big part of leadership is is growing that proper team growing a team that's actually gonna carry you instead of you just carrying them so that's uh, that's a good point Mm -hmm. now you know you're an entrepreneur I'm an entrepreneur there's always different challenges that, uh, that we see, I guess, building a business. Can you walk us through some of the challenges that you, you saw and I guess how you got through them?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, challenges, there are many. Um, you know, we were starting a business with uh, basically no cash. Um, James and I didn't have any money and we didn't borrow any money. Uh, we were also starting a business that required us to go to um, Asia to meet with manufacturers when we were in our early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, on our first trip, we actually took James's dad with us because he had gray hair and it was better. <laughs> it was better to have him in the room to help us negotiate. With, People will um, take you a little bit more seriously. Yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. yeah, so, um, but yeah, I mean, that was just, that was the early days. I mean, I can start from anything like getting the website built first, you know, when we had no kind of coding background. I'm sure everyone who started a, a business... Oh, an online business knows the difficulties there when you don't have a full understanding of, of coding and you're not sure if you're getting taken for a ride. And, yeah. you know, we tried outsourcing, which, you know, is, is cheaper, but you don't have as much creative input and it's harder to kind of liaise with uh, with your developers there. I mean, you know, now things have improved a lot with, you know, Shopify and, and other platforms like that. But, um, yeah, it was a combination of um, difficulties that we got through. Um pretty quickly because we we had the right kind of support network and um, again having the co-founder there helped Um, building up the team took time building up the right team took time Mm -hmm. ironing out everything from logistics to um, uh, you know just internal processes and systems that take a while to to iron out um, when you're starting from from nothing Um, but you know someone once told me that the harder you work the luckier you get so you always find a way to kind of get through those those uh difficulties and tough times and what what you end up getting is is something far better and just yeah. improved product every every day exactly yeah
1: no, no no perfect perfect point you know the challenges they're they're just challenges for a few days i mm. feel right like mm. you said like that's a really good point whoever told you that um you know the harder you work the
0: luckier you get mm. that's that yeah. speaks volumes to be honest yeah with. no i i thought so too i mean you always to get that why on t shirt why, why am I not lucky? Why is he lucky? Yeah. But really. I mean when you think about it, you're always going to something good will happen if you keep working on. it. Exactly. exactly. Hey, uh, I wanted to talk to you about fear and because and to me,
1: fear ties in perfectly with entrepreneurship. and the reason I say that is you know I think I would have been become an entrepreneur years ago, but I always had that fear of failure. Now did that ever occur to you? Any sort of fear of failure, fear of not being able to overcome your challenges?
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'd say lots of times you have Mm -hmm. fear. You have fear that, um, you know, you're not going to generate enough sales to pay your staff or you, um, you have fear that one of your competitors is, um, you know, going to grow quicker than you. Um, You know, James and I spoke in the early days that we would always be, you know, customer focused and not Competitive focus so I think if you win the customer then you win the battle pretty quickly um, because your customers gonna be loyal to you as long as you treat them well and you know we always wanted to make sure that we made our customers look good feel good um, and you know not hurt their wallet at the end of the day and that's what we think we're doing with our with our suits and our shirts um, fear like I said earlier you know when we when we were starting out there was obviously we were nervous to um, start a business because we were both just graduated, we had, you know, pretty good jobs, and there was, at the time, we saw a lot to lose. But, you know, when we thought about it even more, we realized, hang on, we're not actually foregoing much. And and I think, you know, I've heard the term a real-life MBA a lot. Um, I think that's definitely something I've taken from this experience. Yeah. I've always wanted to, you know, I always wanted to do my MBA, mm-hmm. but I don't think I would have gotten the the exposure to all facets of business um without doing this without actually without actually doing it because there's just so much so much more to learn um every day and you know i was never good at accounting but now i can you know i can meet with my finance team and know exactly what's going on um but yeah for us there was an element of fear but we definitely overcome that overcame that and when we decided that there was nothing really to lose either Mm -hmm. huge huge yeah now you did bring up mentorship a little bit earlier do you want to hang on sorry Shiv. do you want me i think you're saying you mentioned mentorship
1: yeah so so robin mentorship now who are some of your mentors either in business or or non-business growing up and who you know have they continued to be your mentors right now and do you still keep in contact with them
0: yeah so mentors in the early days um so for me there's mentors as role models um obviously you know i'm a like I'm a big fan of Richard Branson, I'm a big fan of Jeff Bezos, yep. um, so growing up, read a lot of their books, or Richard's books, um, and tried to learn as much as I could from them. Direct mentors um, have changed a bit. When James and I were starting out, we reached out to a few other Australian entrepreneurs, um, Michael Fox from Shoes of Prey, which just kind of getting traction in Australia, and you know, it's a business that makes an entirely different product to ours, um, High Heels yep. for women. But at the same time, he had experience in um, dealing with manufacturers in Asia, um, and he was going through a lot of the things that we we're probably about to go through. So, um, yeah, James and I would speak on email with Michael quite a bit. Um, there were a few other networking groups like NORA, which is the Online Retailers Association in, in Sydney, um, Paul Greenberg from there. Um, Uh, some other kind of direct kind of family members who I knew through my parents who had pretty successful businesses it might was anything from you know just a financial planning business Um, but there were people that I knew had done it themselves Um, and you know I learned things like focusing on um, focusing on your profit um and just little things you pick up along the way and that might have just been meeting meeting up for a coffee grabbing a beer with someone yep. um sending them an email asking them a question and yeah generally people were were really helpful and um you take what what you want and you can you know you don't have to always listen to them but it, it's always nice to have that kind of second voice just giving you advice exactly
1: you pick and choose the advice that you kind of want to take right because yeah again this is your business and i feel like you can you can shoot it in the direction that you want it to go. Exactly. Right? But you you pick and choose. You learn from other people's failures. Yep. You learn from their successes. Yep. Um, now, you, were both your parents entrepreneurs, or just your dad? No, my mom was just a physio. Mom, was a physio. Just my just my dad. Just your dad. Okay, but I mean, you know, how how has your dad kind of helped with the business in terms of? you know, in terms of structuring it or helping you and James structure the, uh, the, in yeah. Business.
0: Yeah. So my dad has been, um, yeah, extremely helpful yep. in everything. Um, I'd imagine he'd be a, be a, a big part of the mentorship, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I should have mentioned him as well, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I spoke enough about him earlier. Um, look, my dad's been, um, really supportive of, um, this whole journey and, um, yeah. Any time I have a question or an idea, I'll I'll ask him. You know, uh, he's a he's a lot older, but he's still you know he can still give um, a lot of wisdom um, to anything from contracts, how to negotiate. You know, he's found a couple of our spaces um, for our retail locations in Melbourne, and he's actually you know negotiated with the um the leasing agent on our behalf wow. and then this is before i even knew about the space and then he'd, he'd come and tell me that kind of stuff and that was things that he'd learned um setting up his businesses um early on so um yeah there's there's certain rules of business which i think always apply mm-hmm. doesn't matter what industry you're in um and yeah so he's been he's been helpful there Man, that's that's really I guess really good to have. Yep. Helping you with uh, finding
1: the retail stores and it's yep. huge help. Yep. Listen, I talk about branding a lot to my friends and they probably think I'm really annoying when I talk about branding, but to me personal brand is so important. Whether you're outside of work, whether you're inside of work, whether you're at the gym, whether you're at the bar, personal branding just goes so far, right? Um, you know,
0: what what are your thoughts on personal branding? It's an interesting concept. I mean, personal branding is really, to me, the way others perceive you. And you, if you have a good brand, then, you know, people, I mean, they, they might like you, but they'll look at you differently and they'll probably treat you differently. And that can be in the workplace or that can be socially or whatever. So you're right, it is it is important to focus on your personal brand um, and, and always be looking at ways that you can improve that brand, um, both internally and externally. You know, I think we've probably helped Guys with the external brand, which is um, looking good, feeling good, and we help them by, you know, helping them create a suit or shirt that they love or that they've been thinking about creating or something that they can't find anywhere else or something that reflects them on their wedding day that they can't buy anywhere else. Um, So I think we help with that. But then bringing that back in, you know, if you're wearing a suit that just you love and fits you perfectly – and you know, just looks mint, then you're gonna feel good as well and you're gonna be confident. Um and that's you know, that's where your suit to us is really that that suit of armor, which um can really help you um professionally and you know, might help in other ways as well. Um but yeah I think personal branding so important. Um you know we started in Stitue um because we wanted to create a brand and um, we wanted to create a cool brand and we wanted to create a brand that resonates with guys and our customers. Um, And we want them to feel like they're part of that as well. When you're starting a fashion brand, you've got to create, um, you know, a kind of a community and a vision and people have to buy into that. Um, And I think, yeah, we help we help guys with their brand and yeah, they like our yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, and, and and
1: I was going to ask a question but you got to the point anyway. You know, I think Institute is really helping people with personal branding. You know, and as a customer, I have many Institute suits and shirts. Excellent. Um, <laughs> you like that, eh? Uh, you know, personally speaking from the customer perspective, you know, it in in terms of personal branding, it's it's so important. And like you said, you know, it's how people perceive you. Mm. And I think you guys complement branding branding of of certain people which is which is great which is you know that's a that's a good company to have right if you can help somebody inside and outside of work in their everyday life you've you've done it
0: yeah and for us you know if if i see one of our customers take a photo and put it on his instagram just of how much he's loving his suit and the way it looks that's that's helping us but it's also great to see that he's feeling you know more confident and he's just happy and then for us, it's you know, it's free marketing, really. Yeah. That's what you want. You want your customers to love what they're buying from you. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's really the goal. Yeah, and like you said, look good, feel good. Yeah, right? look good, feel good. I love that. <laughs> I love that. You
1: should put that in a suit. Speaking of suits, why don't you talk about the suit you're wearing right now? It's uh,
0: okay. Yeah. So this is cool. um, this is a green. Uh, well, the green, money green. Yeah, the money green, the color <laughs> of money. This is a um, Vitali Barbera. So this is one of our Italian uh, milled fabrics. Um, and yeah, I wanted, I wanted something that kind of was matching the weather a bit more, you know, suiting for autumn. Um, this is a flannel, so hundred percent wool, but it's flannel. So it's a little bit thicker, a little bit warmer, um, which is kind of nice. It almost feels like you're wearing a, a nice tailored tracksuit, yeah, um, yeah, which is quite nice in the mornings. <laughs> she looks
1: pretty good. I complimented you on it right when I walked in. So a few more questions, cause I know you got to get back to work, but you know, what? What's some advice that you have for the younger generation just coming out of college and university, entering into the corporate world that have that inner entrepreneur in them and they're, they're just scared to take the leap?
0: Yeah. Um, I think my one piece of advice would be, you know, don't rush. Take your time. There's got all the time in the world to, mm-hmm. to um, get that perfect job um, or... Uh, Um, you know finish that degree just take your time and really think about where where you want to where you want to be and and um, you know what success is to you um, in the long run and and how you want your life to kind of play out and to me that was having the flexibility to run my own company um, and to you know build a brand and to build a team Um, and that's kind of what I set out to do so I would say take your time um, think about things Think about ideas, look at industries, read as much as you can and just talk to other people and find out, you know, what's exciting or what's interesting. Because to me, you know, I felt like I didn't get a lot of that at school. It was very narrow. I couldn't even find out a way to get into um, online shopping or, you know, technology. Mm -hmm. That's all changing now. But if I'd gone out and spoken to more people, networked probably a bit more, I probably would have realized, hey, that's a path I can go down and then work backwards on how I'm going to get there that's a that's a good point yeah
1: i think for me i think networking is a big part of it. just you know if i was networking maybe a year or two earlier like where would i be in my life right? Where mm-hmm. who, who would i meet mm-hmm. and i think you know who you meet and who you know is,
0: is a big game in any industry for sure
1: now you brought up success what does success mean
0: to you yeah so to me i think success really is flexibility and freedom so mm-hmm you know it's all very well saying that you want to be a millionaire um but really what is a million what does a millionaire um mean to you and to your life you know it should mean that you've got enough money to do whatever you want um but to me i thought about it I, i broke it down a bit and i said well you know i want to have the flexibility to um run my own company i want to have the flexibility to work from home i want to have the flexibility to travel um, I want to have the flexibility to go to the US and go to the and go to Europe and I want to um, how do I get there well it looks like you know I can get there by building my own company yep. I can build my own international company um, and I can build up it, it big enough so that it allows me to um, you know have a team in place that can take over some of the roles that you know I would be doing in the early days and so to me I thought about yeah, flexibility and freedom, and to me, if, if you've got that, then that is really success That's because success. you can do whatever you want.
1: Correct, I love it. Yeah. Now, one of my last questions is is more about your your life goals. You know, what are some of your life goals? I guess that you set when you were younger, and maybe you hit some of them already, and I'm sure you have. Now, you know, I'm a big believer in always setting that next goal, or always setting the next three three to five goals. What are some
0: of your goals, and what sort of steps are you taking to hit them? goals i might need to cut this one because i haven't thought about goals (laughs) Um, let me just think about it from goals goals yeah so our business goals um were i guess we just wanted to be a a company that the guys um wanted to shop with um that were that were the pretty early early stage goals um we wanted to be an international brand and you know we achieved that by setting up in in, uh, in New Zealand and then recently the US, we always wanted to have a store in New York um, and we were fortunate enough to set that up. So that was that was a goal of ours that we were able to, to achieve, um, which I'm really happy with. Um, personal goals, like I said, is always, I, I, wanna, I wanna have that flexibility to, you know, go and work remotely if I want, um, you know, uh, go to Thailand for a month and just take my laptop, and mm-hmm. be able to talk to the, talk to my team, talk to my managers. Um, um, I want to be able to travel. You know, I, I went over to Italy last year um, and met with some amazing European brands. Um, I want to be able to do more of that. Meet with some of the, more of the Italian fabric mills. Um, I want to, yeah, yeah, you know, I want to explore my creative side more. Um, I really enjoy the creative side of business. Um, you know, I like focusing on designing new products, um, designing uh, new apps for the for the business as well. So, um, yeah, I, I set myself short-term goals and long-term goals. I like to tick them off, you know. Fitness-wise, I've got goals there as well. Yeah. Um, I usually write them all down in Evernote and then tick them off. What I've really started doing, Good sorry, what I've recently started doing is – so rather than setting my goals in advance, what I'll do is so in Evernote I've got a um a file which just says um amazing things that happened this year. So as soon as something cool happens in the L, I'll write it down. That way, you know, every few months I'll go back and check and I'll say, Well, wow, look what I've done this year. Um you know, James and I got featured in a Qantas um, campaign. Nice. Um, the brand was featured in it. I put that down, you know, when it's saw Roger Federer play at, at um, Australian Open. So I like noting things down, cool things that have happened. Yeah, done kind of like a
1: gratitude list. Yeah. And yeah, then you awesome. look back at the end
0: of the year and you're like, wow, look what look what I achieved throughout the whole year. And look mm-hmm. at all the cool stuff that happened. I think that's a good way of um, really appreciating uh, what you've done. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Hey, a
0: couple more quick
1: questions now. This one is actually pretty deep, so it's going to, you know, a lot of thinking on this one. Beyonce or Taylor Swift? <laughs>
0: uh, and your answer matters here, man. <laughs> I actually, well, God, this is going to... I actually really liked, um, was it Taylor Swift's uh, 1989 album? I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, you
1: listened to the whole album. Yeah. I like
0: it. I mean, welcome to New York. I think I put it on <laughs> when, I, when I
1: arrived. <laughs> Dude, listen, I want to thank you so much for your time, and I want to personally thank you for helping me with my personal brand. And uh, we should do this again sometime. For sure. Really awesome. enjoyed it. Thanks, Shiv. Thank you very much, Robin. Cheers. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you missed anything, do not worry. Log on to shivrad.com. That's S-H-I-V-R-A-D.com. To listen to this podcast again, check out the other episodes. And, of course, check out the blog. Thanks, everyone. Until next time.